Alright, let's get to it. I'm just gonna say it right now. Excuse our piss poor audio because right now I can't physically see Vinny. Where are you, Vin? Are you in the Shadow Realm? Yes, I am. I am in the multiverse. I am in between universes oh, where the world Vinny's in a multiverse called Vinny's House. <laughs> no, it's called Kang Gang Bang Dome. Kang, Kang Gang Bang Dome. Welcome, Kang Gang Bang. If you guys remember, that's what we called you guys. Um, podcast has been a little fucked up for the past couple weeks, so we apologize. Um, first, we lost half our episode when, yep. we, ta- when we talked about Andrew Garfield. Uh, at least we got that was the big thing. That was the big story about that week was Andrew Garfield talking about uh, commenting on the pictures first saying oh I don't I don't talk about it oh it's a photoshop well make up your mind um and then this last week I was just kind of giving some updates on all Spider-Man stuff and Venom stuff which will Vinny and I will talk about Venom later on the podcast but let's reintroduce ourselves I am CJ Palmisano I'm with my co-host do that again because I've gotten the way of you (laughs) it's okay any day now Vin I'm Vinny Carini. There we go. Ah. Motherfucker. Uh, this is what happens when we do a podcast remotely. Anyway, so uh, welcome to Fan Speculation. Uh, we have a lot to get into tonight. Uh, not only just with the bullshit I've been going through with technical issues. My, The reason why Vinny is not with me here in, uh, in my home is because uh, uh, my equipment's all fucked up. My audio interface is working. I have to get a new one. So, And right now I'm using my old Logic headset. So my microphone sounds like shit. But thank you all for listening anyway. We have a lot to get into t- uh, today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. We have, uh, we're going to go over a little bit of episode uh, 7 of What If with Party Thor. Really going to dive into episode 8, because holy fuck, that's probably the best episode we've seen so far. Things concerning yeah. Ultron. We have a lot of news going on. We uh, we have a thing about a Mar- Marvel suing the family members of a lot of uh, character uh, families of the characters they've, uh, uh, of these superheroes that we've known to grow in love over the past number of years. Yep, yep, yep. The lawsuit's going on, but there's nothing to worry about too much with that. We'll get to that a little bit. Uh, Tom Holland wanting a huge chunk of change to re-sign as Spider-Man. Are the X-Men in fear of becoming woke? That's my little opinion thing, which Vinny and I will get into. But we have to kick off with the the big, big news that broke yesterday morning, uh, today at the time of this recording. Star Wars and Lucasfilms confirmed today that the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett will be exactly, let's see here, it's uh, September, October, November, December, exactly three months from today of this time of this recording, we will be getting the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Fuck yeah. We have been, now Now we all knew this was going to happen. We, we, we saw that, like, you know, at the end of Mandalorian Season 2, we were getting that Book of Boba Fett coming next year. Fuck yeah. I know, fuck yeah. Now, Vinny... Obviously, Boba Fett is one of our favorite Star Wars characters. I want to get your thoughts. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> get your thoughts on how you're feeling about this show and that we're finally getting it soon. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add other than fuck yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> all right. So No, I'm playing. Okay. Listen, Boba Fett is a long, long, long time. He's He is Star Wars pulp culture incarnate. The Book of Boba Fett is going to be a tremendous show. Can't wait to see it. As a, as a little kid, I always wanted my own like full metal Boba Fett helmet, so I've always been a, a diehard Boba Fett fan. My brother had this like little action figure when when we were growing up. He had an action figure of Boba Fett, and he always like wanted to keep it in the case. And I would sneak downstairs into where the toys were kept, and I would take it out of the box and I would play with it. Oh, you sneak! <laughs> I'm guessing he wasn't happy about that. No. Okay, Adam was not fucking happy about that. Um, yeah, I, I think for any hardcore Star Wars fan, we all love Boba Fett. We um, we were we were just absolutely so happy that they got Tamara Morrison to come back. Well, t- I mean, I mean, Tamara Morrison. If you don't know, he is Jango Fett. He's Boba Fett. They're the same person. That they got. Tamara Morrison to come back to Star Wars and play Boba Fett this time around. Um, it's a real dream come true. We always wondered, like, we, we knew as, as hardcore Star Wars fan, if you have the comics, Boba Fett did survive the fall into the Sarlacc pit. He he fought and clawed his way out of there. So to see Tamara Morrison in, in a live-action Boba Fett, like, to see, like, I mean, it's safe to say the Boba Fett's coolest version of Boba Fett is in The Mandalorian. 
as far as on-screen yep. canon. It's it's the Mandalorian. So it was really cool to see him there, and just great to see him have his own show. Uh, we've had For real. Yes, we've had a lot of rumors as to like what characters could be showing up. Now, obviously, we have Boba Fett showing up in the show. Uh, Fennec Chan, Chan, she will be showing up in the show. She will be uh, Boba's right-hand woman, uh, kind of like uh, when, what's his name? Uh, the Twi'lek guy. Uh, Bit Fortuna was kind of like Jabba's right-hand man, but he was more of a lackey in more of a sense. Uh, yeah. Fennec seems like more of an equal uh, because of what, he, of what Boba did for her. Um, now, we also have had rumors and reports that Cad Bane will be making his uh, live-action debut in this Star Wars universe. Um, do you think that this could, Vinny, that this could be, uh, we could see Boba and Cad Bane of today, or could it be this whole, uh, this whole deleted scene where we saw a young Boba Fett defeat Cad Bane, uh, which was supposed to happen in the Clone Wars? I think there's going to be like a standoff between between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, like a serious, serious standoff. But it's only it's going to take place during current times. It's not going to be a flashback. I would hope so because I would hope that it's not a flashback because that would lead to believe that Cad Bane, that we couldn't see Cad Bane in this iteration of this universe because Cad Bane was one of the best parts of the of the Clone Wars series, you know? Yeah. Cuz at, yeah. at one point Jango Fett w- was considered to be the best bounty hunter in the entire galaxy and then Jango dies and if anybody was close to be better than Jango, it was Cad. I mean, that little breathing apparatus was him trying to tr- was him evading force choke from different so that different Jedi can't uh, uh, harm him. So, th- so yeah. he, he's a very intelligent, uh, intelligent uh, creature, and seeing him square off against against Boba Fett, arguably the other greatest bounty hunter in the entire galaxy, would be really, really cool. Oh um, yeah. I'm I'm just wondering to see how this will all play out. Will we? I mean, will we see some of like old characters appear? Will we see Luke Skywalker return in the show? Could we see maybe Lando Calrissian show up? I doubt we're gonna see Harrison Ford because Harrison Ford's done with the character. But uh, it's very exciting that we're getting this news of uh, Book of Boba Fett being released on December 29th. Um, this I mean, this could rival how good it could be compared to The Mandalorian. What do you think, Ben? Give me a Luke Skywalker show. That's what I think. I mean, I think Luke and Grogu are supposed to get a show. If not, they they should be showing up in Mandalorian season three. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But we talked about rumored characters that could return and characters that are going to return. Let's talk about a character that could he could return. Literally, as as Vinny and I were watching, we're catching up for this podcast before we start recording. I sent him an article, and all he just said was "fucking bug." Hell yeah. And if you don't know what that means, no, Vinny was not talking about an actual bug. He was talking about this is bugging. This is crazy. Because now we will just now we will see this is a rumor right now. So take this with a grain of salt. If it's if it happens, oh my god, it would absolutely be amazing. Not too many websites are reporting on this. But according to EpicStream.com, the the Mandalorian Season 4, now Season 3 is being filmed, Season 4 will reportedly see the return of Mace Windu. Bug. Big, big bug. bug. Big bug, Kang Gang Bang. We got a big, big bug. Now, I'll read a little bit of the article here. And My motherfucker is returning. <laughs> we got to get a, a, a motherfucker in, in Star Wars canon. Like, we did, in, we did in, in the Avengers. We did in the MCU, even though he was cut off. Yeah. We got to get a similar thing to that, with, uh-huh. if, if, this is, if this is indeed true. So uh-huh. let's go into this real quickly. So uh, the article's not that long. It says, It's crystal clear that the Mandalorian will be heading in a new direction come Season 3, and if the latest rumors are to be believed, the hit Star Wars spinoff show is set to major uh, set for a major expansion in the coming years. Season 2 brought us the grand comeback of Luke Skywalker to the franchise, and while it is initially, though thought that the Jedi Master will have his own spin-off series, his story will reportedly progress within The Mandalorian. Okay, so it looks like Luke Skywalker is set to return in Season 3. There we go. Okay, 
Now, the rest of this article says, Now, if you think Luke is the only returning character we'll see in the Mandoverse, I like that term, the Mandoverse, hold your Hell horses, yeah. because a new rumor from YouTuber Mike Zero suggests the Mandoverse will also bring back familiar faces from the prequel trilogy era. According to, him, according to his latest scoop, The Mandalorian's fourth season will mark the return of several notable characters from the prequel trilogy, headlined by Samuel L. Jackson's Mace Windu, who will allegedly meet Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker in a hidden Jedi temple. Zaro didn't disclose which characters over the prequels could turn up in Season 4, but he claims that the pilot will revolve around the secrets of Order 66. Now, uh, the rest of the article continues to say, uh, of course, nothing has been officially confirmed yet, so take everything with a grain of salt at this point. However, what happened to Mace Windu following the events of Revenge of the Sith has been a huge mystery to a lot of fans, and it's worth mentioning that he was only presumed dead. Currently, Jackson is affiliated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but given the fact that both Marvel and Star Wars live under the same Disney umbrella, the chances of him returning as Mace Windu are extremely high. Now, yes, sir. Benny, we've talked about Mace Windu coming back to the Star Wars uh, fold. Uh, for quite some time now, we've even we a while ago when we read the uh, the Listen, Obi- there's there's one thing that Disney loves to do, and I'm noticing it more and more mm-hmm. with the shows that they're coming out with, and it's something that hasn't been really done in TV shows before, and I, I consider streaming shows just like TV shows, whatever, because it's a series. Mm-hmm. They love to put A-list actors in the shows because if you put an A-list actor in a television show, the chances of people and new people turning, you know, getting into the series increases tremendously. Even people who are not fans of Star Wars are going to watch it because Sam Jackson is making a return to a series that he hasn't been in for 10 plus years. That's a very good point. Um... I will say that we have talked about the possibility of Sam Jackson returning as Mace Windu, possibly in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Now, we've speculated it could be... No, I, could, I could definitely see that. Could, that would make a lot more sense. Could we see him be alive? Could we see a Force ghost? Like the article says, uh, Mace Windu is only presumed dead. We never actually got a confirmation that he was dead. We just assumed he was because, well, we mm-hmm. got the prequel, we got the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy when we were kids, and that's about it. You know, we can only... Yeah. We didn't even have this whole universe that we have with the MCU, and now with Star Wars, we're like, oh, maybe he could come back. Um, and, and that's a very good point you make. Sam Jackson is an A-list actor, along with Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano and Pedro, pa- Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, for those who might not know, uh, was in Game of Thrones. I couldn't tell you what character he was in Game of Thrones, because I have not seen... Viper. The Viper. Okay. I have not seen Game of Thrones. Anything like that realm of like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Vinny's the expert here on that po- on this podcast. Spoiler, spo- spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, which you should have already, you fucking peon. Thank anyway, you. Thank you for calling me a peon. Sorry. But uh, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, um, Pedro Pascal's character, he's played by the Viper. He gets into a one-on-one duel with a character called the Mountain. If you don't know who the mountain is, you're basically living under a rock. I, 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 I know who the mountain is. I've never even seen the show, and I know who he is. Exactly. Okay, so they get into a one-on-one fight, and the mountain literally takes his head and bursts it like a watermelon. That is insane. Yeah, there ain't no chance yeah. of him returning. But yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. We've, we but but that goes to your point. Sam Jackson, uh, Rosario Dawson, Pedro Pascal. I would say Pedro Pascal is an A-list actor now, thanks to the Mandalorian. I'm sure like yeah. Game of Thrones got his foot in the door. But yeah. yes, and then we also see actors like uh, Carl Weathers. Everybody knows who Carl Weathers is. Oh um, yeah. So yeah. obviously also in the Star Wars universe. One thing I would love to see is just Carl Weathers. Yes, Bill Burr. I wouldn't necessarily call him a less actor, but he is very well known in the. Community. And um, that guy who played uh, fuck, who was the villain? Fuck. Oh, I know exi- Benicio del Toro. That's that's not his name, is it? Hang on. No. Uh, uh Moff no. Gideon. John. Yeah, Car- the guy who plays John Carlo Espinito. Yes, that's it. Why did I say Benicio del Toro? That that is not the same fucking person. John Carlo Espinito. Yes, Benicio del Toro is a sexy man. Yes, <laughs> he, yes. Uh, they have gotten a lot of A-list actors on these shows, and I think people, these actors, realize in Hollywood that these are huge, monumental projects. Like this is the most money Hollywood's making right now is with Star Wars and Marvel. 
uh, yeah. and, even, and even DC to a certain extent. Uh, you know, they are that's where the money's at right now, and that will get you calls and calls and calls and auditions and rolls up your fucking ass. So, yep. Vinny, we we see that Mace Windu could return. Um, who are some other prequel characters you would like to? Re- to see return, whether it be in The Mandalorian, whether it be in Obi-Wan Kenobi, who would you like to see return in the Star Wars universe? Hmm. Hmm. Who would I like to... There was a there was a Jedi Master. Oh, there's a Jedi Master. His name is Plo Koon. If you don't know who Plo Koon is, you should check it out. Ooh, but he's one of the yes. coolest fucking... One of the coolest fucking Jedi Masters to ever come back. He'll, I don't think he'll ever get a second shot and because he, I'm pretty sure he dies in a, in, a, in a plane crash. Yeah, he died in Order 66. During, during, yeah, during Order 66. He was 66. a great character in Clone Wars. I could see him yeah. return as a Force, a force Ghost. Yeah. For, force but Ghost if, to Obi-Wan, maybe. If, if, Placoon, if Placoon were to come back, I'd be a happy camper. That's a very dark horse pick right there. Um, I, I, I mean, me personally, I would love to see the return of Qui Gon Jinn in uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Um, but as a Force Ghost, yeah, he'd have to be a Force Ghost, obviously. Like, what because would, what would be really cool if, is if they did like a CGI, uh, a C, like a CGI prequel to a prequel to the prequels, essentially, of just Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn. Just to have Liam Neeson be a Jedi again, just because... I think the possibilities of that are very, very much real. I think we could possibly see a prequel series or some kind of... A quick Liam Neeson fact for you. Liam Neeson was a boxer first, before he was an actor. I didn't know this at all. Yeah, and he was good. I like that. (laughs) Um, I, I think... Liam Neeson is the Teddy Roosevelt of actors, just letting you know. All right. I like that. I fucking love Liam Neeson. And I, I think he was one of the best things about the prequel trilogy. Um, in my opinion, him and Darth Maul being the best thing about the uh, Phantom Menace. I would say him, we'd probably maybe see Master Yoda show up in some, some capacity. Um, just that in general. Other prequel characters who could show up in The Mandalorian, I'm not even sure. Um, we've already seen Ahsoka show up, and I love that in this little article that supposedly Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano will meet, which they should. They absolutely should. Luke Skywalker should meet his father's old Padawan. Um, yeah. You know, we could see other characters like maybe Bail Organa show up. I, I mean, he's shown up here and there. I don't know why he's the first fucking person. I really don't give a shit. I, I, he's, the first pers- he's the first person I thought of, and I, t- <laughs> I don't Yeah, and he's know. the most useless person. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Um, here's, here's an interesting one. Here's a very quick dark horse pick that I think would be really good. And we'll, move on, we'll move on after this. Okay. <sighs> and I just realized we can't do it because he died. Christopher Lee, Count Dooku. Oh yeah, that guy's long fucking gone. Uh, I just, I just remembered. I forgot he died, and it's like that would have been really cool if, like, say, like you know, he, he tried to, you know, mend himself of his evil ways of the of the Sith, and then he appeared to Obi Wan as a Force ghost. That'd be pretty cool. But then I realized that's that can't fucking happen because he died. <laughs> Shit. Um. Anyway, I'll put up a poll on on our Twitter page at Fan Speculation on uh, on Twitter. Who do you want to see return uh, from the prequel series in whether it be Mandalorian, Obi Wan Kenobi, or uh, maybe even Book of Boba Fett? Who else would you like to see? Um, I got another character who I think would be great to see in Book of Boba Fett is Omega. I think Omega should be showing up in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I think I think that'll happen too. I think that should happen. Moving and, on. And, oh, go ahead. Go, uh, go ahead. And what's his face is going to be with her. Hunter? Yeah, Hunter. Hmm. I wonder what happened to the rest of the Bad Batch. But we'll see, because Bad Batch, I think we'll, their season will probably come out next year or something. Anyway, we have a lot of other things we need to get into. First and foremost, uh, a couple quick a couple quick news stories. Hello there to you, too, Obi-Wan Kenobi, if you guys heard my text tone. Um, real quickly, Tom Holland, our, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man of this timeline. So, uh, apparently, he wants $20 million to... Uh, he wants $20 million 
to Return of Spider-Man. It's, it's a lot. Yes, that is a lot. But I think it's well-deserved, considering they're putting all their eggs in their basket with Tom Holland, considering Marvel and Sony are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland's contract does expire once Spider-Man No Way Home has been released. Vinny, uh, kind of a simple question. Do you think he's going to get the money, yes or no? Um, I think it's going to get negotiated down. I think it's going to get brought down to at least, like, like $17 million. I because, think I think he'll get it honestly. because it's not like they're what they're gonna say. What are you gonna back out from being Spider Man? You're the best role of your life. I think he's in more of a position to negotiate for that money more than Marvel and Sony are. I think he's in a much powerful position. He knows how important he is to them, and he knows that he is that they need him more than he needs them. So I think it's very possible that he's going to get. I, I think it's on a nine out of ten scale, nine out of ten chances that he's going to he's going to get that money. Yeah, probably. That's what I think. He they very well could talk it down too, but I think they'll give him the money because considering he could have asked for a lot more. I think he could have asked for like fifty. Um, which don't is push a, it. which is a stretch, but I could have seen him asking that. I don't know. I don't think for the position he's in, $20 million is a ridiculous amount of number to ask for. Um, but moving on from there, we have a quick little thing about a about a, uh, a lawsuit that ha- is going on currently with Marvel and the families of certain uh, Marvel characters. Now, I want to put your brain at ease real quickly. Um, this is nothing to worry about, okay? Um... What is going on here is that the families of these certain characters, some of the Avengers, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, just to name a few, they are telling Marvel, hey Marvel, you have until X, uh, this time, this date, uh, let's say 2023, and then you cannot use Spider-Man anymore, we're taking the ownership back. But there is a certain clause, um, there's a certain clause in uh, these uh, these lawsuits, contracts, whatever it may be, the the situation is is that now I can't remember what the clause is called, but what it is is that these characters like Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, Stan Lee, um, they were working for Marvel when they created these characters. Hence, when you make an idea for a company. That idea isn't really yours anymore. It belongs to the company. Now, I understand what these people are trying to do. They're trying to make sure that the legacy of their families, their father, mother, uh, uncle, brother, sister, whoever, you know, and they deserve the reparations for it and the compensation because, you know, that's their their family members should should get uh, a piece of the money for their character. Um, it's within this cl- – like, it's, it's, for example – if I um, if I go to work for Gibson Guitar Company, if I am able to invent a Gibson Les Paul that is able that you're able to fold down, or that I'm able to change something with the pickups, or I'm able to 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 um, make it so that the 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 volume knobs don't get ever get dirty, so that uh, the, the guitar will stay perfectly in tune no matter how much. it. If I invented that thing for Gibson with a Les Paul, I can't say when I leave Gibson that I go and make my own Gibson Les Paul. Well, no, because I worked for Gibson and that property is theirs. I should see, yeah. mon- I should see money for any sales of the product that I helped contribute to and help make for the company, but I can't go around doing that. That's yeah. like that's like one of these creators going off leaving Marvel Comics. Let's say like Steve, uh, Jack Kirby, who I believe was a co-creator of Spider-Man. If I'm getting that correct, um, he can't just go. He couldn't just go to like create Dark Horse Comics, even though he didn't create it. I don't think, um, and say, "Oh, I'm using Spider-Man." No, Spider-Man is a Marvel character. So, if you guys have heard the rumblings and rumors about that, I want to put your mind at ease because that's not going to happen. Marvel's not going to lose Spider-Man. They're not again, rather. Uh, <laughs> Things of Sony. They're not going to lose Doctor Strange. They're not going to lose any of the Avengers. They're not going to lose the Guardians of the Galaxy. This is this has happened before. Marvel has been through this before, and they've won with this clause. So, just wanted to get that out of the way really, really quickly. All right. Yep. Just want to get that out of the way to put your mind at ease. 
Next yep, up, yep, yep. next up, we got to talk about what if. Dude, two the last two episodes have been absolutely awesome. They just keep getting better and better. Now, Vinny and I, you, Vinny and I talked about like, not for nothing, but both episodes were just fights, mm-hmm. fights and actions, all of it at epic proportions. I would say um, this past episode is probably the best episode we've gotten. I really enjoyed Party Thor. I thought that was so much fun. It was really, really funny. Um, Real quickly, uh, Vinny, did on on record for the podcast, he didn't get to give his controversial opinion. He did when we recorded it, before we lost all the fucking audio. Um, Vinny has a controversial opinion about Killmonger's episode. So, Vin, why don't you just briefly tell everybody what you think about the episode. About Killmonger? Yes, about his episode. Let's fucking skip it. <laughs> let's skip your opinion, or let's just skip the episode? Skip the entire fucking episode and scrap it. Ah, oh, dude, it's not a bad episode by any means. Listen, I I get it. It's just it was my least favorite. Okay, all right. I just get. Yeah, come after Vinny in the comments on our social medias, fan speculation on Twitter and fan speculation underscore pod. Uh, be be fun. Don't be an asshole. Um, yeah. Nah, come and get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can handle his own. Um, let's briefly talk about Party Thor's episode. Um, this is a universe where Thor was an only child, and Odin never took Loki to Asgard, but instead he returned him to uh, the Frost Giants. And immediately, yeah. and we learned that Loki was such a vital part of Thor's life that he learned a lot of life lessons thanks to Loki. Instead, Thor never really grew out of the, the immaturity phase he had. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. The last last part of that cut out on me. That's okay. I said that really the uh, Loki and Thor, uh, their 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 bond was such a vital part of the universe that it, it without Loki and Thor's life, uh, Thor never learned to be mature. Would you say so, Vin? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. There's a lot of a lot of shit that you notice. From watching Party Party Thor and Loki, and Loki, and I like Loki as a frost giant. That was funny. <laughs> they're just talking to each other like they're like oh, like they hate each other like Yo Loki, I can't believe you actually came. I wouldn't have missed him, my man. You're my brother, my brother from another mother. Just <laughs> they're just being yep, yep. like Thor is just a typical party dude who just wants to have Thor's a frat boy. In this episode, yeah. Thor is—he is a frat boy, and he just wants to party, have fun, drink all night, uh, get late night Chinese food. Uh, he, he just wants to have a good time. Uh, it's very, very funny. We, we saw like a lot of the Guardians characters in this in that episode, like with Rock, yeah, yeah, Rocket, yeah. Drax, Mantis, Nebula. Got a lot of Zod- Yondu was even in there. Was Yondu there? I might have missed him. Yeah, Yondu was in there, and. Um... Fucking who's that other guy from Jurassic Park? What's the name of that guy? Oh, Jeff Goldblum. The uh, uh, fucking I'm I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I, oh wait, Jeff Goldblum was in there. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was there. Uh, oh, I'm uh, the Grandmaster. He was there. He was part of the party. I mean, Grandmaster's a pretty party, a uh, fun party dude himself. So yep. yeah, that was a fun episode. Um, I, I one thing I also love is how when Brie Larson said a couple years ago that she believes that Captain Marvel could lift Thor's hammer. No, you cannot, because Thor nope. just put that hammer on her chest, and she couldn't lift it. That comment yep. aged like milk. So, mm-hmm. so up here is Captain Marvel. No, I think Captain Marvel's all right. And I just listen. Like it's it's ballsy for 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 her to say that shit. And I guess it it just sucks because you know you hear rumors that Brie Larson is like the least liked Avenger. Even among the actors, and like, why? Why? Why is she? I think because she really didn't have a sense of humor first coming in. Like her and Thor, her Thor, her and Chris Hemsworth would butt heads, even though Chris Hemsworth is an Australian. Australian people love to bust balls, and she's she was kind of just being a little sensitive. Really? Yeah, you didn't see these clips. Like, remember when they when they were um, when they were uh, doing promo work and uh, market. Mar- uh, 
going around doing press for Avengers Endgame, it's Don Cheadle, uh, Captain, uh, Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, and Chris Hemsworth um, just talking about it, and Chris Hemsworth is, like, you know, poking fun at her. And then, like, it's you got to look up the clip. Uh, I just When this is over, anybody who hasn't seen this, look up Don Cheadle, Brie Larson, and Chris Hemsworth Entertainment Tonight. There's an edited clip on, uh, U- on the YouTube channel for Entertainment Tonight because... Uh, one thing Chris Hemsworth does say is like, "Oh, you're going to be trying to do the Tom Cruise and be your, do your own do your own stunts." He's like, "No, I'll be the first me and do my own stunts." Thank you very much. And then Don Cheadle just rolls his eyes, being like, "Oh fuck, what are we, not this again." They edited it on Entertainment Tonight, where it shows the the interviewer, and he's got like a "Ooh, this is fun!" like kind of face. <laughs> and then that happens. Uh, if you've ever seen uh, the Simpsons with the the guy goes, "Yes," he kind of looked like that. Uh, yeah. So anyway. That's real quickly. Um, but let's just get into the real, real, really <laughs> crazy shit we saw in episode 8. Oh my god. Ultron. <laughs> Fucking Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he makes his appearance at the end of the Party Thor episode. Yes, he does. And Uwatsu the Watcher is very perplexed by this. He's like, wait a minute. This wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> This is yeah. this isn't right. Uh, so we see the episode is called "What If Ultron Won." Now, I think it's safe to say that after seeing this episode, because "What If" is canon to the MCU, I truly believe that Ultron is the most powerful being. This version of Ultron, this variant of Ultron, is the most powerful being we've seen in the MCU so far. By far. Yeah. By far, by it's far, it's Ultron with. It, I'm sorry, it's Dark Vision with Infinity Stones. That's essentially it, because yep. he was able to put his consciousness inside. He kills the Avengers. The only two living Avengers, living people on Earth, practically, are Hawkeye and Black Widow. And you yep. know, the stuff going to find Zola was okay. Um, the, the scene where Hawkeye sacrifices himself, the, a nice little nod to the Endgame scene where Black Widow sacrifices herself in end, uh, in Endgame to get the Soul Stone. It was a that was a really really awesome scene. Uh, it was very reminiscent of when Valkyrie was fighting Hela and her army when she was like the only Valkyrie soldier left. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Valkyrie was all, Valkyrie was also in uh, the episode with Party Thor. I just remembered. Um, yeah. So, the the visuals of that was great, but once I th- I think the craziest thing is that Thanos comes in with all Infinity Stones except the Mind Stone. And then Ultron just splits him in half and kills him. Takes yep. all the Infinity Stones and then makes his mecha armor and he just goes around destroying every single planet there is. He went to he went to uh, the uh, Xandar. He went to uh, uh, the place with the uh, the high priestess that with the he killed the guardians. You know he destroyed ego. You know and then he became so powerful and conscious that he heard the watcher and the watcher's like, oh, what the hell? That's not supposed to happen. And he yep. f- and they, then we see this huge battle of them fighting through the multiverse and just you know Ultron has become so powerful that at certain points he's punching Uatu and they're going through different multiverses Uatu goes fucking super saiyan and says you underestimate the power of my will I got chills at that uh-huh. fucking line so we even we see like these different multiverses like one where St- Steve Rogers becomes the president of the United States you know I Vinny talk me through what you were thinking seeing this episode the mind fuckery it did Tell me your thoughts. The first thing that bugged me out, like you said, is when he takes the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy to see, because now, now in a lot of these what-if episodes, we're seeing a lot of death. And it's... it's. I feel like every time a hero dies in these what-if series, like, the storylines are rapidly sped up. Right? And I mean, it, it makes a lot of an sense. So. I get it, but like it's you see when because I feel like in the in the actual movies, obviously there's no death. There's always like the hero always wins and stuff like that. Not always, but you know what I mean. I I know your point though. Yes, there's not nearly as much death of significant characters. 
No, no. Not within the past, like, if, 11, like, 12 years we've been seeing these movies. Yeah, and, like, they didn't kill Thanos. Like, yes, they they technically did kill Thanos when Thor cuts his head off right at the beginning of, of the second endgame. Uh-huh. But, like, you know, Thanos, one of the most powerful beings, shows up with four Infinity Stones, and he just gets cut in half. Like, endgame doesn't even have, like, Wow, Endgame was just point two seconds. Exactly. Infi- now, even though there was a bit of pl- pl- uh, plot holes, because how would Thanos have gotten the Soul Stone to get Gamora? But but we'll we'll speculate on that in another time, uh, because I think the main focus. Well, he didn't. He didn't have the Soul Stone. He did have the Soul Stone. He had all, he had all five. Isn't the yellow? Stone. Is isn't the yellow stone? Um, the Mind Stone, but the Mind Stone was inside. Ultron. Oh, that's right. So, that is a bit of a plot hole, but that's something else we can talk about for another day. Um, Just that... One thing I'm thinking of with Ultron, at least this particular Ultron in this universe, this Ultron has to be like a Nexus-level being. Because there's only one other person who was able to sense the Watcher's presence. And that was Doctor Strange Supreme. But Strange wasn't able to enter the multiverse like Ultron did with ease. Mm, so, yes. The well, one, I, don't think it was, I don't think it was easy. He like had to find an entry point. He did, but Strange wasn't able to get in. Ultron was. Yeah. So it makes me think. You know, Uatu is just completely perplexed. He's stunned. He's had his ass handed to him. Well, but before I get to that the, part, actually, there is one thing I need to talk about first. The second, I'm sorry, the second biggest bug was the Watcher getting into fight. Yeah, the Watcher was fucking tough, dude. Yeah, he's one of the most powerful beings in the entire multiverse. Yeah, easily. But do you know who else is one of the most powerful beings in all of Marvel? Which is the biggest what? Easter egg, biggest confirmation, biggest thing uh, hinting towards his character ever. Was Ultron just growing in size, eating a fucking planet like Galactus? Yup. Yo, that bug, that was fucking crazy. That was so... Yeah. Ultron became Galactus for a moment. Yep. He he tried to eat the solar system, CJ. Yes, he did. (laughs) Like, holy shit. So... We've all talked. We've talked about Galactus a lot. How we, how he should be in the MCU at some point. I think this is a clear path to bring him in at some point. You've given yeah. us the tease of Galactus. Now just give us Galactus. <laughs> whatever, give it to us. whatever your plan may be with like with Kang or or whoever with your big bad you're setting up right now. But that was the craziest part for me is that Ultron became Galactus for a quick second. Yeah. Um, after Uatu has just had his ass handed to him by Ultron, he says, you can run, but you can't hide. We see Uatu return in that nearly shattered universe to Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme is fucking with him a little bit. He's like, I want you to say, he's like, really? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this right now. Um, but yes, I need your help. Now we have one more episode left. Now we initially, um, we've been saying that for long, I've been saying for the longest time, both of us have, that we believe that this was going to lead to a version of the Avengers, these different multiversal characters joining together to fight Ultron and take him on, take him on, or yeah. some some big bad big bad threat, whatever it may be. Now, there's a lot of characters we've seen. One other little Easter egg we got was Black Widow holding the Red Guardian shield. That was really cool. Um, yeah, that was that was a nice little anecdote. I like that a lot. And that was trailer trickery, because I'm pretty sure in the trailer she was holding Captain America's shield. If I'm, yeah. not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think this, this level so, of multiversal... I think- Go ahead. I think the last episode is going to be a continuation of this past episode because they linked, um, they linked 
that Ultron with Thor. So I think we're going to get Party Thor. The, the season finale of What If is going to be Party Thor, Ultra Strange, Black Widow, and, and Frederick Zola as partial Ultron. With some upgrades. Predicting that one right now. And, um... And the Watcher. The Watcher is going to fight with them. And it's going to be like... Um, it's going to be a multiversal Avengers team. Well, you're, and forgetting, it's gonna, it, you're forgetting about a lot of other characters. We also, I'm for sure certain we're gonna also going to see Captain uh, Captain Peggy Carter. We'll see T'Challa as Star-Lord. Killmonger as oh, Black, yeah, yeah. Killmonger right. Black Panther. Um, Gamora, I think, will show up at some point. But here's something, and here's a little theory. Now, we thought that the last two episodes were going to be Party Thor and Gamora, Daughter of Thanos. I'm yeah. thinking that the Gamora we see... Well, actually, it can't be the Gamora from this universe because she's with the Guardians. But I think, yeah. I think Gamora will show up at some point. Because maybe uh, Ultron killed... Uh, she wants revenge from Ultron killing her father. Who knows? Um... You know, we'll see Gamora. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll see Nebula from T'Challa's Star Lord universe. Um, you know, there's so many other characters like Spider Man, Zombie Hunter. Uh, we we could see you know Scott Lang's Ant Man, may uh, or Richard Nixon, I should say, with the, his head in, in the thing. Who knows? Uh, Bucky. We we still don't know if but from the zombie episode, Bucky could still very well be alive. Um, yeah, it is going to be like a multiversal Avengers thing where Uatu is teaming yeah. up with these with these characters to take on Ultron. Now, out of all yeah. the, out of all the threats we could have seen these characters face, Vinny, I think Ultron, at least for me, Ultron was the least likely I thought we were going to see. Yeah, I uh, if I couldn't even have predicted that one. I thought it was maybe going to be Eco. Yeah. I thought so too. The way they were setting it up, or at least, or maybe Zombie Thanos. Ooh, I zombie mean, ego. Well, I don't think Ego's a zombie because he's all the way on his planet, and the zombie outbreak happened on Earth. I know, but he could have came there and been like, "Something motherfucker." Or zombie, <laughs> Peter, zombie Peter Quill as like Peter Ego. Maybe, maybe. I mean. If it's one thing, <clears throat> excuse me. If it's one thing that this um, that this show has shown us, anything and everything is possible. You know, yeah. this this went from a really quick, cool, like, oh, this is really cool. If you know how Captain Carter was made, or oh, T'Challa is Star Lord, and everything just kept getting crazier and crazier, leading us to this point. All of these yep. episodes have ended open endedly, and I think we will get a resolution uh, to these episodes in this fi- in this finale of next week. Oh, yeah. So, one other thing that we have to talk about real quickly before we get into our last couple of topics, uh, Vinny, and I actually forgot to mention this to you before uh, we started recording. Um, there have been a lot of rumors um, about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and one thing in particular that... Um, that this could set up, that the What If series could set up. Now, Vinny, are you familiar with the Illuminati in the Marvel comics? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay, the Illuminati and the in the most famous iteration of the group. It's a group of of some of the most powerful beings and minds in the Marvel universe. And wow. it consists the team of. I'll start from uh, from the bottom to the top and. Really build up anticipation. Namor, the Submariner. Okay. Black Bolt, leader of the Inhumans. Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Mm. Tony Stark's Iron Man. Wow. Doctor Strange and Professor Charles Xavier. Wow. They, they uh, have overseen uh, different events. To try and make the uh, the history, uh, let's let's read the description here. I'm trying to go through this. The Illuminati are a fictional secret society and group of superheroes appearing in the American comic books, Marvel comics. The characters join forces and secretly work behind the scenes. The Illuminati was established to exit 
via retcon. In their first published appearance in the New Avengers Edition 7, uh, July 2005, written by Brian Michael Bendis. The history was discussed in the special New Avengers Illuminati. The group was revealed to have been formed shortly after the Kree-Scroll War. So, uh, so the first meeting of Iron Man, Mr. Fantastic, Namor, Black Bull, Professor X, uh, also Black Panther here, it says here, Doctor Strange, uh, they met in Wakanda in the aftermath of the Kree-Scroll War that ravaged Earth. Iron Man highlights the fact that numerous heroes possess information that could have prevented the war, and they could, and they have could combined, as well as the fact that Earth's heroes are the only defense against an attack on a scale like this. From this, he continues that representation body similar to the United Nations be, need to be established amongst heroes. The others in attendance debate the effectiveness of such a body, pointing out the issues of trust among heroes and regrudgency that would result, however, most agree that continued secret meetings, such as this one, could help deal with larger threats in the future. All agree this except Black Panther, who takes issue with the self-righteous attitudes and predicts disaster may when they disagree. That could very, mm. that very well be true. Uh, now, I don't know too much about the Illuminati, but there is a big thing and a big, big rumor that apparently is going to be happening in the Multiverse of Madness. Really? That, now, I could totally see that, like, with this whole thing going on, they try to, like, collect, like, the, the greatest intellects of Earth to, mm-hmm. to form a group. Now, here's the thing, though. We apparently all might be getting the Illuminati in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, there are also rumors that, and get this that the Fantastic Four the the uh, Reed Richards that we will be getting in this particular uh, Illuminati this would be a multiversal Illuminati so oh. apparently, Eon Grufdud, if I pronounce his name right, would be the Mr. Fantastic of this Illuminati. Huh. Along with, I believe, Professor Charles Xavier, maybe a Dr. Stephen Strange. I've also heard names like Captain Peggy Carter being involved in this whole thing. Uh, really? I, doubt, I doubt Namor and Black Bolt would show up because they have yet to be introduced to the MCU. But here's mm. the biggest fucking crazy thing about this. Tony, Stark, Tony Stark's Iron Man in the Illuminati, of this multiverse Illuminati. But it's not quite what you think. It's a different Tony. Yes, it is. Vinny, I want you to try and guess who you think what actor would be Tony Stark in this particular Illuminati. What actor would be Tony Stark in this? Like, it's like another, can you another tr- hero? Can you try and guess which actor? And this is a pretty A-list level actor that could be playing a multiverse, a variant of Tony Stark? Hmm. Because I know the answer. I don't want to see if you can get it. A variant of Tony. And he... <laughs> Do we get a hint? He is in a very popular film franchise that has more than three movies in it. More than three movies... Is it an in connection to Disney? No. Wow. If you can't think More? of it, I I will tell you. Michael Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm Tony Stark, <laughs> baby. Who wants to shag? <laughs> no, no, no. Michael I'm Myers. just gonna say, yeah, because there's more than four Austin Powers movies. Okay. Tom Cruise. Oh, it's gonna be sick. So, if for those of you who don't know, and many of you don't know this, Tom Cruise was almost cast to play Iron Man. That's awesome. He so this is a great way to bring that in. Apparently, uh, the Mister Fantastic from the from the Fantastic Four movie, Eon Grufta. Again, if I said his name right, him and Tony Stark would be from the same universe. Wow. So, now again, this is very much rumored. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, even uh, Dr. Stephen Strange himself, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, is saying how this could be... You think Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be crazy. Multiverse of Madness is going to blow the doors off of it. 
which I, yeah. I, oh my god, it's just, it's just so, so great. Um, and your thoughts on this, Vinny? Who, what, what would you think about the Illuminati showing up in the Multiverse of Madness? And Tom Cruise, um, that would be Charles Xavier's debut, and it would have to be James McAvoy. I think it should be Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I think it should be Patrick Stewart. I personally think I love James McAvoy. Uh, I think he's I, I think, job. Listen, I he's think a great it, actor. I think it should be should be Patrick Stewart too, just because of of the, of how Charles Xavier looks in the comics. But you can do more with James McAvoy. I know you can, but at the same time, it's not like they're gonna bring back these like like you know they get Tom Cruise in this version as this version of Iron Man. It's it's not like they're gonna bring him back. That's the whole thing with the Multiverse of Madness is you can bring so many characters in, but you don't ever have to use them again. That's the thing. Yeah, but they're gonna use the X Men again. If they're gonna use James McAvoy, I'd rather them use James McAvoy. Well, th- uh, let me tell you why they're not doing with Patrick can, Stewart. Why is that? Because I have something as a reason as to why they could use Patrick did Stewart. Did you saw Logan? Yes, but the multiverse doesn't. It, that doesn't matter. They could pull any character from any yeah, point in gonna, time, gonna, or a different variant gonna, of that person. They're only gonna take. They're only gonna take from from that timeline of X Men. Then the multiverse is in, an infinite concept. They could take a variant of any version of Professor Charles Xavier or Tony Stark or whoever. But what I'm saying is, they haven't even touched the X Men yet. No, they haven't. But this would be a great way to introduce it. The reason why but I have a what I'm saying is that ahead. the the only universe they're going to use, or the, at least the starting universe they're going to use, is the Logan universe. I mean, sure. I. I the thing they're is. Gonna take, they're going to take Magneto, and they're going to take Professor X, and they're going to take Wolverine, and they're going to take Deadpool. That means. That means we're going to get. Um, Fuck, who's young Magneto? Michael Fassbender. We're going to get Fassbender, Listen, McAvoy. If, if anybody should return from the Fox franchise, it should be Michael Fassbender as Magneto. It's going to be. And there's still rumors as that Mondo Maximoff could be fighting someone from the Fox universe, and it very well could be Magneto. Fassbender It's going to be. I Big truly diff. think so. But real quickly, why I think it could be Patrick Stewart is because Patrick Stewart openly admitted to talking with Kevin Feige last year and meeting with him about bringing Charles Xavier into the MCU. AC, you see my point? So that is my point there. Even if he said that he wouldn't want to come back because he felt like what they did with Charles Xavier and Logan was a great way to end the character, I think it would be great if... Here's my ideal situation for Charles Xavier. Bring Patrick Stewart from Multiverse of Madness and make it as a cameo, and then just and then you could use James McAvoy if you want to. So there you go. With all this talk of the X Men, this is the big topic I kind of wanted to talk about here on the podcast, and I think it's fitting that we end it here with this topic. Okay. So an article from Pop Buzz TV and Film section. Marvel reportedly may rename the X-Men to a more gender inclu- to be more gender inclusive. I don't like that one bit. So I'm going to read this article and then we will discuss some things here and there and we will give our thoughts overall about this. So, Marvel reportedly considering changing the name Name X-Men when they finally introduced into the beloved heroes in the MCU. Marvel fans will already know that the X-Men and the Avengers exist in the same comic book, comic book universe, fuck. However, due to film rights, none of the X-Men have ever appeared in any Avengers films to date. Now, Marvel have reacquired the rights to the X-Men in their movies, and there are plans to introduce them into the MCU universe in the not-too-distant future. However, it's possible that the X-Men won't appear in the MCU under the same name to be a bit more gender-inclusive. I don't like this. We Got This Covered claims that Marvel are looking to to changing the name. Talking to Nuke the Fridge about... That's the name of this person, or this... Whoever. About X-Men back in the 2019 Marvel Studios, president of uh, physical post-production VXX 
Animation Victoria Alonso start, uh, stated, I don't know where the future is going. It's funny that people call it the X-Men. There's a lot of female superheroes of the X in the X-Men group, so I think it's outdated. There have been there have even been references to the term in the X-Men. Fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's also been referenced in the Dark Phoenix. I watched this scene where Mystique says to Charles Xavier, by the way, the women are sa- saving a lot of the men around here. You might want to think about changing it to the name of the X-Women. So, as of what the new name would be, they're very. It, if they were to change it, it's clearly it's unclear. However, the fans on Twitter suggested that everything from X theme to Generation X, Generation X isn't so bad. But here's the thing: the name doesn't need to be changed. Okay, if anybody knew anything about the X Men, the X Men is about bringing people together and including people and standing up to things like like racism. For once, all right? I'm going to read you a little thing about the X-Men right here, okay? Listen to me. In 1987, Jack Kirby said, The X-Men, I did the natural thing here. What would you do with mutants who were just plain boys and girls and certainly not dangerous? You schooled them. You developed their skills. So I gave them a, a teacher, Professor X. Of course, it was the natural thing to do. Instead of disorienting or alienating people who were different from us, I made the X-Men a part of the human race, which they were they were. Possibly, radiation, if beneficial, may create mutants. That'll save us in the long, instead of doing us harm. I felt if we train the mutants our way, they'll help us. And not only help us, but achieve a measure of growth in their own sense. And so, we could live together. Now, does that sound exclusive to you? I didn't even think that we could live separate with the X-Men. Didn't even know it was this big of a deal. No, here is the thing. The X Men was all about, dude. It's I don't. I really don't. I'm really getting tired of them changing shit. Listen, dude, I can't even have I, fucking listen, Aunt syrup on my pancakes. <laughs> listen, this doesn't need to happen, and quite frankly, I don't think it's going to happen because you want to hear some. You want to hear some fucked up shit? My grandmother went to Shoprite the other day. And she was she was looking around for Aunt Jemima pan, uh, pancake mix because she makes pancake pancakes for. Um, like, people in an office sometimes. Hmm. Like, she'll bring in breakfast and, and, like, trays and shit. And she couldn't find it, and she had to find somebody and ask where the Aunt Jemima stuff is, and then they had to explain to her what had happened, like, why they changed it. Awful. It, it took my grandmother, like, 35 minutes to find fucking pancake mix because they changed the label. <laughs> and I'm going to read a little, a little brief of an article here that I just found. Dating back from January of, uh, well, of this, uh, updated this year, but it was originally dated from November of 2018. It's from history, and it says, How Stan Lee's X-Men were inspired by real-life civil rights heroes. It's impossible to imagine American pop culture without Spider-Man or the Hulk, or thanks to the decade's worth of mega-blockbuster films, Iron Man, Thor, Doctor Strange, and Ant-Man. These stories all uh, co-creations of Marvel, comics inspired by Stan Lee, who died November 12, 2018, at 95, were swashbuckling adventures with human bent. The characters were all powerful. They felt pain, anguish, regret. They won, but they also lost. And many of them were informed by civil rights struggles of the 1960s. Through stories of characters who dominized by the public, yeah, dominance of the public, as terrifying. Other uh, other Lee drove home messages of tolerance and acceptance while rejecting demonization and bullying. Those, quote, the, those stories have room for everyone regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin, Lee said in a 2017 video published by Marvel. The, quote, the only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. Now, again... Wow. What makes, like, and I'm also seeing things, though, there's references to Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X in this whole thing, where it says, the men, uh, let's see here, uh, the rest of the article says, I love that idea, Lee told the, uh, the Guardian in 2000, um, uh, let me continue, actually, here. The greatest manifestation of the idea of the X-Men introduced in September 1963, the X-Men were a team of teenage mutants led by their teacher and mentor, Professor Charles Xavier, who fought super criminals and other mutants led by Magneto, bent on destruction of humanity, but rather than be black and white battle between good and evil, the X-Men had a wrinkle. Mutants were hated by the normal humans they defended. I love that idea, Lee told yeah. The Guardian in 2000, in 2000, as the first X-Men movie hit the theaters not only made them different, but it was a good metaphor for 
for what happens when civil rights movements in the country at that time. The meta- that metaphor extended with the characters themselves. With Professor X and his vision of harmoni- harmonious humans, human mutant coexistence standing in for Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., while Magnino's rigid attitude towards the defense of, mut- of mutant kind reflected the philosophy of Malcolm X. The Sentinels, a brand of massive mutant hunting robots, were introduced two years later as readers watched on TV as black Americans were beaten and abused by white police officers. So, this is all things... Now, again, it's a little different when it comes to Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. I get it. The whole point of the X-Men and Stanley's message here, when and when him and Jack Kirby made them, it was about making it was about making it inclusive in the first place. You know, they are they they're wanting to do the right thing, and they're and they're they are heroes. But in the beginning, people don't like them. They can't stand them because they're different. Because they're not like us. Now, where have we heard this before? All throughout human fucking history, we've been hearing this for years. So, yep. they, are the X Men? Should we worry about them becoming too woke or progressive? I think we might a little bit. Yeah, it's, I'm just getting fucking tired of it. Listen, for anybody who may agree with this, with with this whole thing, just listen to what we are, what I am saying. I've said it already, but I'll say it one more time. The X Men were always about being inclusive. They were always having a wrinkle to their character and their layering, and they were always about, like, I mean, they're re- representing civil rights. And fucking black uh, uh, Americans, people getting beaten up by police officers. Yeah. If if anything, the X Men are already the most progressive set of heroes, even way yeah, before it, even way before progressiveness was a thing. Be, it's supposed to be a school of of misfits. Yes. That the government literally oppresses. Yes. So you know, so I don't want to hear shit. It is not, and it is not a thing <laughs> of like, oh, men or women. Look, this has been a popular franchise of Marvel for years and years and years. Before we had the MCU, before we had the Avengers, I have to say the X Men were a much more popular group of characters from a comic standpoint, and just in general before the MCU, before the Avengers. If you say the Avengers are more popular now, obviously, yeah, but that's because of the MCU. Even myself, I loved reading the X-Men comics. Some of my favorite comic books ever reading as a kid are the Ultimate X-Men comic books. They're just great reads, and I, I recommend them to anybody. Especially Volume Six, where you get a crossover with the Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Daredevil, where Logan's being hunted down. It's a great story. Just go ahead and watch it, uh, read it rather. Yeah. So that being said, don't try and bring more shit to the MCU like this because we don't need it. Any final thoughts on this topic, Vinny? Um, I would like to stop thinking about it. That's my final thought. <laughs> Okay, all right. I think we co- we covered just about everything we wanted to talk about tonight, and that usually doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, cause there's yeah, always, know. There's because there's always one or two things. There's always one or two things like, ah, oh, fuck, we talk, forgot about this. But there actually is one more thing we need to talk about. This weekend, Vinny and I are going to be seeing Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Um, we are very excited for the movie. Um, Vin, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Venom before we gear up to see the movie this weekend? I hope that they tease something involving it getting into the multiverse. I think that's what that after credit scene is, man. I've been hearing that there's there's a guy on YouTube I've been watching uh, for the past few months now, uh, the Cosmic Wonder. Uh, he went to the premiere with another guy on YouTube. I can't remember his name, the other guy. But they're saying that the after credit scene is absolutely insane. It's not what you – if you think you're ready for it, you're not. But it's good. It's really, really good. So, And I heard Cletus Cassidy, uh, Woody Harrelson, stole the movie. Not wow. even, not even just Carnage, but Cletus Cassidy, Woody Harrelson himself, stole the movie. Love that. So I'm very, very excited. <laughs> anyway, guys, 
Um, what did you think of episode, this most recent episode of What If? What are your thoughts on this whole thing with the X-Men? What are your thoughts on um, you know, Tom Holland wanting more money, which I think he will get the money? Uh, what are your thoughts on these Multiverse of Madness rumors with the Illuminati coming in? Uh, tell us about all your thoughts on Twitter at Fanspeculation and on Instagram at Fanspeculation underscore pod. Please sure to be following us there and we'll be giving you all the updates on anything we are doing because... <laughs> Last week, I did an exclusive video of myself talking about all those Spider-Man and Venom news rumors uh, on our Instagram page. So I posted that, you know, late in the evening Wednesday night, and that didn't get heard until Friday. So if you follow us on Instagram at pod, you'll be getting some exclusive content sometimes before we even post it here. Okay? You never know yep. what can happen. So, please be sure to follow us on our social media pages. Be sure to be liking us, uh, leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Play, I should say, wherever that may be. Um, are you guys going to be watching Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage this weekend? Are you going to be looking forward to it? Uh, let us know on our social media pages. So, thank you guys all so much. This was a long one, but a fun one. And hopefully, yeah. by, and hopefully, Vinny, by next week, I will have my new interface and we can be doing this face-to-face again. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. CJ Palmasano here. Vinny Carini. Thank you all so much. See you all next week. Have a good night.